Hello, and welcome to the How to Make a Podcast podcast. My name is Casey Ruff from Boundless Body LLC, and I am the host of Boundless Body Radio. Before October of 2020, I was not a podcaster. Now, I have recorded hundreds of episodes featuring incredible guests, created tons of helpful content, and have consistently generated thousands of downloads every month since I began. I'm just a regular dude trying to share our message, and now I'm ready to show you my process, my successes and failures, and everything I've learned along the way to help you start your own podcast. Together, we'll explore the entire process of having a podcasting idea, and take it all the way to publishing your first episode, and explore all the steps in between. Then, I'll give you all the tools that you will need so you can record as many episodes that you want to release after that. Podcasting is one of the most enriching skills I've ever added to my life, and I've learned a ton by talking with some of my heroes and sharing it with anyone who wants to join us on our journey. So, sit back, grab a notebook, take some notes, and welcome to the How to Make a Podcast podcast. Hey, hey, this is Casey, and welcome to the first episode of Season 2 of the How to Make a Podcast podcast. This is actually our very first interview, and today we are going to be talking to Alex Van Houten. Alex is the owner and founder of two health and fitness companies. Uh, one is The Betterment Company, and the other is called Defining Dad Bod. The latter has been putting out amazing content for years, um, including his amazing podcast, Defining Dad Bod, which he's done for several years now. Alex was also hosted on our primary podcast, so be sure to check out his amazing story on episode 135 of Boundless Body Radio. Alex, man, welcome. <laughs> You're the first guest on the How to Make a Podcast podcast. What's up, brother? I'm so honored, and it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for having me on. Always a pleasure to talk to you, too. You're one of my best friends, and you have actually definitely earned the right to be the first guest, because not only do you do multiple podcasts, but you actually lost your job <laughs> because of your very first podcast. Can you can you tell that story to the listeners? Yeah, yeah. You and I worked for a, a company that we we mutually appreciated working for, but also mutually despised some of the practices, right? And so uh, that that's where you and I got to know each other. But that that said, I was in the fitness industry, health and fitness industry. I still am. That's part of what I do with my work. But I came to the realization through becoming a father that there was a bunch of things that fathers needed to know about the fatherhood process. I stumbled upon some research about how testosterone drops from your age normal level to about a third of age normal levels right after your first child is born and that your testosterone doesn't actually come back up as a man until your youngest child is age four. And it just blew my freaking mind. And so I'm out on the fitness floor talking to to guys about this sort of thing. And, and everybody's like, why have I never heard about this? Why have I never heard about this? And I'm like, I, how about I just set up a microphone and start having these conversations. And then, you know, if, if it helps like 10 guys, that would be great. And so I started this podcast and, and my company at the time, the one we, we both worked for, saw that as a conflict of interest and was like, you should probably stop this because I wasn't making any money on it, but uh, you should probably stop this. This isn't good. And I just couldn't. I was like, no, I can't. I can't stop this. I'm learning so much and it's helping people, you know? So, so that's how, how that went. I chose the podcast over my job. <laughs> that's hilarious. So, I mean, it's super interesting. You know, we don't, 
exactly have an exact format of how we're going to do the show. And so a lot of the things that we do moving forward, honestly, will probably be set with our conversation today. Um, and, no pressure, no pressure. No pressure, no pressure, exactly. Um, and one of the things I wanted to ask you was your why. I, I think it's really important for podcasters to consider why they're doing things. And you just kind of talked about your why. And your why was so strong that you were willing to lose your career over. Mm, yes, yeah. You know, it, my why has developed over the past few years podcasting, you know, because it's it's a commitment. It's a discipline. Um, I approach it very similar like I would approach my workout discipline. There are times when you don't feel like exercising, but it's good for you and you damn well better get it done. And similarly, from a podcast perspective, there are times I would really love not to have a deadline for recording, or I'd really love not to have this to edit, or I'd really love not to have graphics to put together or something like that. But but when you approach something like that consistently with a discipline, your why has to be so deep that it doesn't matter how you feel about it. <laughs> like you, you keep, you keep showing up for it, you know? And so for podcasting at the very beginning, it was, it was new and it was exciting and I was learning a lot of things all of the time. And so it, it kind of carried me, so to speak. My why was, was the podcast was important to me because the podcast was important to me. But now, you know, several years later, podcasting, my why is I found it to be an extremely challenging and extremely accessible medium to help both myself and then others become better on a daily basis. You know, before podcasts, gosh, I don't know when you started listening to podcasts, like five, six, seven years ago, before podcasts, I would drive to work listening to music. But, you know, when when I started stumbling upon podcasts that I appreciated and intelligent people who are having conversations with people that, you know, I might never actually get to brush shoulders with, but I got to dive into their mind and take something away that was positive and helpful. And I just started looking forward to that on my drives to work and stuff. Like I looked forward to my podcast time. And what's really cool is being on the other side of that saying, you know, I get to open up the time when somebody's doing dishes or they're mowing their lawn or they're stuck on a tractor or driving to work, I get to open up that time and pour something in to uh, the airspace that other people find valuable and helpful and, and otherwise challenging in their lives. So uh, my why is to, to make people better and hopefully, and it, it seems to be making me better and other people seem to appreciate that as well. So I'll keep doing it. That's incredible. Um, I remember specifically August of 2014, I had just gotten divorced. I took a solo trip to go mountain bike in Colorado. Somebody had mentioned something about podcast. I downloaded a bunch of episodes of Rewild Yourself by Danny, Daniel Vitalis. And that mm. was the last time I listened to music in my car. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> that was it. it. It really is very accessible. And it's cool who you can access. I mean, you just interviewed John Gabriel not too long ago. Like, John, are, are you kidding me? Like, that was one of the first people I ever followed in health and fitness how meaningful is it mm. to be able to access people who are giants in the field of what you're trying to podcast about well yeah and you know what's so cool about it is you know i have a podcast right and and that like makes it sound really official but if i could in, you know the the question if you could have lunch with anybody who would it be and why you know like and you could sit down and have a conversation and and that's what podcasting really is it's it's 
if I have a podcast, I can reach out to whoever I want on Twitter and I can say, Hey, I love your work. You do great stuff. I'd love to have a conversation with you and publish it on my podcast. Would you be interested in scheduling a time to get together? And like, holy crap, dude, like people are super excited and willing to spend 30 minutes to an hour talking about what they're passionate about. And I love it and it makes me better. And all it is, is a great conversation with a microphone beside you. And that's, that's what one of the things I love about it. Mm, I, I, I want to just talk briefly. I don't want to miss this. We talk in one of our episodes on the, how to make a podcast podcast about how you invite people and I, the way you describe inviting people, I think is so, so important. First of all, you know, a lot about your you know, guest because you've done the work to learn from them. And then the way that you invite them sounds really friendly and inviting and really complimentary. Can you explain how, why that's so important? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, first I don't, I don't look around for names and go, Oh, that guy, like he's a big name. And so I need to, I need to go talk to him and get him on my podcast and figure out how to do that. I think there's even templates in the world for that. You know, you can, you can like Google how to, how to convince somebody to come on your podcast or something like that. I I think I've read those templates, but you know, I'll, I'll listen to a, like a Ted talk or I'll listen to a, a podcast interview, you know, I'll take Jordan B. Peterson, for instance, I appreciate his podcast. And so he'll have somebody on his show and he'll interview them. And I'll listen to what this person has to say. I'll even look up their book and and read it. Sometimes I'll order it and I'll go, wow, I really want to talk to this person. And so that, you know, being able to say, look, I've, I've, listen to your interview with, with Jordan Peterson. I thought it was really powerful. I really appreciated your book. Chapter six really spoke to me. Would you be willing to hop on the, uh, would you hop on zoom with me and and have a conversation about this? I'd like to discuss X, Y, Z, you know, why, if you put yourself in, in that person's shoes, why would you do a podcast interview? Why would you write a book? It's because you're passionate about something. And what's, what's more friendly and inviting and positive than somebody saying, I love your brain and I love the way you think about things. And I, I want to sit down with you. And I think I can add to this discussion, you know, uh, it, that's just, I mean, you, you don't even want to, you don't even care to get paid for that. You're just like, hell yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's <laughs> talk about this stuff. Uh, Casey, answer this for me. When you go home for the holidays and you hang out with your family, how often are you able to sit down and have like, like a soul inspiring conversation with somebody that you grew up with? Do you get that opportunity very much? Uh, news, weather, sports <laughs> generally exactly. doesn't go deeper than that. Right, right. And through the podcasting world, I found that, you know, even if I don't brush shoulders with, with these people on a regular basis, you can, I don't know, be a conversational soulmate with somebody relatively quickly and go, this person gets it, or at least in this vein, I don't know, maybe we don't root for the same team. We might not even share the same religion. We might not share the same politics, but about this thing, we are both super stoked about exploring this topic more deeply. And that I I find that that's a, a way of bringing people together that uh, I don't, where else can you get that? Where else can you, can you get along with somebody like that, even though you might not have anything else in common, but this, this one particular topic, that's really interesting to both of you. So, um, I think that's why that's important is, is it just speaks to something really deep 
to to us as human beings where we find common ground and we we want that connection and we appreciate it so much and other people are willing to be a part of it they're willing to listen in and go wow that was good i'm i'm so glad i listened to that conversation mm, wow i and it's it's so funny like being a good conversationalist is is a little bit ironic because one of the most important things about conversation and being good at it is shutting the hell up, like listening, not talking all the time. And you do such a great job with that. You don't talk over your guests. Can you explain the importance of listening to your guests and, and letting them talk versus trying to talk over them? Mm, yeah. Great question. And now I'm super mindful not to talk too much in this episode. <laughs> You're, so the you okay, <laughs> You're the I'm guest. You're the guest, dude. <laughs> I'm just kidding, dude. I love you. That was awesome. Um, so, so, uh, uh, well, a couple of things, you know, so I learned this, I learned this from personal training, you know, I've been a personal trainer for 16 years. When you speak to an individual in personal training, when you're, when you're brand new to personal training, you know, all of these cool things that you just wish you could help everybody with. And so, you know, somebody will say, my goal is to lose 10 pounds. And so you as a personal trainer, like, oh my gosh, that's so great. I love that you want to lose 10 pounds. Here's 20 things that you should probably be doing right now. And, you know, after a couple of years, you realize that your ideas are not very helpful to that person until they get to open up further than just that, right? And so you actually get farther as a personal trainer by helping them unpack that whole 10 pounds thing that they're talking about and it'll help you do your job better. And what's crazy is what you thought you knew, what you thought you, you originally expected to be the the journey doesn't even turn out to be the journey at all. Cause people are just so amazingly complicated and so, so just surprisingly interesting. And so as a, as a host of a podcast, when you ask a question and you shut up, which is hard for me, but you ask a question and you shut up and you listen and you listen intently, you might actually learn something. And that emergent, exciting understanding that comes out of that leads to things that you couldn't have expected. Um, I think the word is dialogue, dialogos. That's that's different from monologue, monologos. We have a, a consciousness individually that when we're in dialogue we get to share it and many people when they're speaking they love the sound of their voice so much that you maybe even not trying to they're monologuing in conversation rather than dialoguing which is when you get to put two consciousnesses together and get somewhere new that you couldn't have gotten by yourself so i think the importance of shutting up and listening is is it's surprising and it's interesting and it's helpful. Otherwise, why not monologue, which I do have monologuing episodes of sure. my podcasts, but, but dialoguing is, is a joint effort. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I have a big red mute button that I lean on heavily during episodes to remind myself to shut up and let my guests share wonderful pieces of knowledge and wisdom like you just did. Um, I really love that. Um, we are called the how to make a podcast podcast. So we better talk a little bit about what your process is. I'm curious mm. since you have so many, um, I thought you had two podcasts, but you actually have four. Um, so that's, mm. that's a lot. <laughs> um, right. to describe a little bit, um, you know, kind of how, how you do things, what your process is, what things are important to you and what things are maybe less important to you. Uh, wow. Such a good question. So I think it really depends on which podcast we're talking about. So I have four, uh, two, I don't really talk about much. They're, they're more word of mouth. And then the other two are 
really the the front facing parts of my business, right? So the Defining Dad Bod podcast was my first one. And that process was how you might expect if you're like, hey, I want to publish something once a week. So every week I planned what the episode was going to be about, or if I had an opportunity to interview somebody, then, then, you know, I'd make sure that interview was scheduled and that I had done my homework well. And then I would record said podcast, and then I would send it to my sound editor. When I first started, I didn't have a sound editor. So I was in audacity all by myself, chopping up no, ums no, and ahs. No. Yeah. Oh. And, and, bass boosting and limiting and all of the fun stuff that, oh. that my sound editor now does for me, which is very nice. Um, <laughs> shout out mom. I taught her how to do it. And then was like, I can't pay you as much as I, I should pay other podcast editors. How do you feel about that? And she's like, I'm just happy to do this. Wow. So, so thank Thanks, mom. That's amazing. Um, so- <laughs> Audacity. We talked about this in one of the episodes. Audacity is cool because it's got so many features and it's free. It's open source. But my goodness, like I could not get over the learning curve. It was much, much too steep for me. It was it was brutal. It, it took some time for sure. Um, now she's way better at it than I am. So I don't. She's like, I did this and this. I'm like, that's great. Sounds good to me. Moving on. You know? <laughs> I'm reaching out for sure. <laughs> right. Um, so, so then, you know, you go through the editorial process and then you, you publish. And when I first started, it was just like, okay, well, I'm going to upload this and, and here's my social media links and here you go. And as I've, as I've evolved over the years, you know, now you have like a decent summary and a place where people can connect with you and maybe a call to action or maybe some, some resources that were mentioned in the podcast and that sort of thing and a catchier title and a graphic to go with it, you know, but what's crazy is when I first started podcasting, it was, I didn't know any of that stuff. So it was just like, here's the sound file. Boom, here you go. And I always felt like I was doing I'd listen to myself. I don't know. Did you get this where you listen to yourself? You're like, Oh God, is that what I sound like? Oh my. Oh, I like, hate it. To this no, day. I nobody, absolutely hate it. <laughs> nobody's going to listen to this. That was terrible. And it took a lot of courage to start sharing that link to friends and family and saying, you know, tell me your honest opinion. How can I get better at this? And so I would, I would send these things and I got about five or six episodes in and got a little better and, and whatnot. And so, so that's the, process for for that particular podcast record edit publish cross your fingers and hope people like it you know um i had to learn a few things about marketing which we can talk about in a bit but i have another podcast called carry your cross which is a a bible study podcast and that process is very different actually teach at our local church and i literally just stick an airpod in my ear while i teach and i record the teaching for our our live like teaching time and discussion and whatnot. And then I take that recording and I publish it. I, you know, cut out any strange things that happen in the middle of it. Like, I don't know, dropping your Bible off of the podium, which is a big no, no, by the way, but <laughs> has happened. Uh, I, I cut out that sort of thing and then, and then publish it so that the guys who weren't able to show up for Bible study can, can catch that link. And what's interesting is that's become its own podcast is I, people are listening to this who aren't even in Greenbrier, Arkansas, and I've never met them in my life. So that's really cool. Um, 
so the the process looks a little different depending on which which podcast we're talking about. Mm, I actually just listened to that podcast, and I I gotta say, dude, I grew up religious. I'm not religious at all, but you do a great job with that, and and you have a really great way of telling a story that is inspirational and easy to follow along with. So kudos to you. Um, like I said, I left you a rating and review because I felt that was very important and I really enjoy your work. Can you talk about the difference between doing an interview versus doing solo? That was something that stunned me when I started this project, the How to Make a Podcast podcast. Our other podcast, Balanced Body Radio, is always interview style. So solo, <laughs> it took me a few episodes to get used to. It's not the same thing. It is not the same thing. Monologos, monologue, your your logos is not the same thing as dialogos. <laughs> That's for <laughs> sure. Uh, you know, I actually started with monologuing. So I actually came at it from the the opposite side that, that you came from it. And interviews took me some time because I was used to, it was like I had taught before. I used to teach, you know, anatomy and physiology for for the uh, personal training academy and whatnot. So I was used to teaching a seminar and then stopping and asking if there were any questions, dealing with the question, and then and then continuing the lecture, so to speak. So I started with monologuing, and the hardest part of that whole process is, gosh, man, for the first two years that I did that, it's like writing an essay in spoken form. So I would say a sentence and go, "That was stupid." I don't do that. Uh, say it a different way. So I would I would say the sentence again, but in a different way that I felt was was more true to the to the actual content. And then I would continue kind of walking through my bullet points in a, a positive way. And then what my sound editor would do is chop out the empty space and make sure that it all flowed together well. So it was kind of like writing a writing an essay in spoken form. Mm. I had originally written an article. And then tried to read it. And what I found is that the, the, I don't know if it's because I'm not a voice actor or whatever, but there was no life in it. Even if, even if the article was well written, how you write and how you speak is different. So I didn't have any success with that whatsoever. <laughs> it's huh. not, wow. not good. And then now uh, for the Better Daily podcast, I do have some, some monologues, but those are recorded live in the better daily app to my audience. So I'm actually addressing my audience. And I find that, that those monologues turn out way more conversational than, you know, sitting alone in your office, trying to be conversational, if that makes sense. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, no, that's very well explained. And those skill sets are incredibly difficult and you'll you definitely face a lot of resistance when you're trying to mix things up or get better at something. But, um, I mean, you've done such a great job of that. Um, I want to talk hardware for just a second. What things are mm -hmm. essential to you as far as hardware and what things just aren't that important? That's such a good question. Uh, a good microphone and by good, I don't mean like you need a thousand dollar microphone. A good microphone's hard to hard to replace. And I mean, you can listen to my podcast. I'm not I'm not a sound studio person. I'm recording in my closet. Like my closet has great acoustics. <laughs> There's plenty of, and I've got this is relevant. I have a six year old and a two year old at home, so you never know what's going to happen in the rest <laughs> of the house. You know, you could. I've I've recorded podcasts where I'm like saying, uh. There was a study done in, in Taiwan with 18,000 participants. And then I have to pause because the baby is going, ah! <laughs> I'm 
just waiting, waiting for the crying to stop. And then I'm like, and this is a really powerful study because blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, and, and then my sound editor, thankfully it's mom, you know, grandma's like, oh, sweet baby, but I need to cut your crying out of this podcast. <laughs> so, so, uh, <laughs> that, that said hardware wise, having a decent place to record makes up a lot for, for your microphone. And mm. so I like, uh, I like my Logitech Brio, which is actually an HD camera, HD web camera that I can hook to my laptop or desktop. And it has a very good microphone on it that, that picks up sound really well. It's multi-purpose, works well for zoom, that sort of thing. And from an editorial perspective, the sound cleans up really well on it too, as long as you're recording in a place without a, without a, without a lot of excess noise. Mm. So, uh, closet it up. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. No, I love that. I I didn't know this part of why I wanted to do this is learn from other podcasters. I didn't know you could get like an all in one that had both high quality video and audio at the same time. I mean, for the price range, I I think this, when I bought it was somewhere in the neighborhood of 150 to 200 bucks, something like that. And it doesn't require an external power source. And again, I mean, you can listen to other podcasts who have better sound quality than mine does. But when we're talking about, you know, recording between a six-year-old and a two-year-old out of your, your closet, like this is a pretty decent way to get it done. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, the Logitech Brio. I think it's the Logitech Brio HD is a, a very decent, easy, low cost piece of hardware that you can just get started with, with zoom conversations right away. Wow. Oh, that's great. What a great tip. Um, I'm so glad you mentioned environment. We talked about that quite a bit, uh, when we were talking about hardware, that was the very first thing we covered really was, you know, where, where are you going to be recording? And that's why I'm sitting down in their second bedroom talking to you at my cycle clothes right in front of me. It's really important to find, (laughs) you know, soft things. You don't necessarily want to record in your kitchen. If there's like a window and a a lot of, you know, firm surfaces and things like that, that does make a huge difference. Um, I haven't tried these. I don't know if you've tried these. Have you seen those kind of, um, it, it's, it's like the audio foam that you install like on your, you know, wall or on your ceiling, but it's, it's like more decorative. Have you used that ever? Yeah. So I actually had a case for my, my Yeti, you know, I paid a a couple hundred dollars to buy a a nice microphone in my Yeti. And then I had the encased audio foam around it and whatnot. And, you know, I found that it, it was good. The sound quality was good. Not any better than what you're hearing from me right now. So I've compared the two side by side, but I found that it was much less mobile. So I couldn't, I couldn't move it around. I couldn't, couldn't shift things very well. And as far as sound canceling goes, the clothes in my closet do a marvelous job. So, (laughs) (laughs) so, you know, paying, paying the extra 800 bucks to enclose a, a, you know, a room with that sort of foam just didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Wow. No. And we totally agree. I'm so glad you brought this up as well. Like if you have good content, like if your show is good, it can make up for a lot of weird zoom pings and not the most ideal audio ever. Like content is king for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, people still listen to AM radio (laughs) (laughs) and not, not frequently. It's not king anymore, but you know, that was like (laughs) in the background with like, you know, a guitar every once in a while. So uh, we're, we're super blessed at, at this stage of, of development and technology and stuff to be able to have a laptop and an internet connection and, a, a 
$200 audio visual system and be able to broadcast to whoever wants to hear it. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, let, let's talk a little bit about software. What are some of the key software components that you bring in that really have helped you out or saved you a bunch of time? Man, I've got like a, a Franken business going on in the sense that I've, there's just software for everything. You know, you've got, you've got software for audiovisual editing. You've got software for publishing and marketing. You've got software for recording. You, there's all kinds of stuff out there. So I prefer Zoom. That's what we're using right now for your podcast. And I like Zoom. I used a few other platforms originally and they weren't, you know, they might've been better. They might've had better quality. They might've output a better product. They might even have been cheaper, but as far as ease of use goes, if you're setting up an interview and your your guest is having a hard time getting where they need to be, or they have to download a whole bunch of stuff to get there, or if they have to create an account or all that stuff, it, it Zoom removes a lot of friction from that process. I can just you know pop in, send a link, and here you go. Doesn't matter where you are, as long as you've got an internet connection, you can pretty much pull up zoom anywhere and, and make it happen. And that way, you know, my guest doesn't come to my show frazzled or having technical difficulties or upset and annoyed because <laughs> that doesn't make for a great conversation. It's, it's 2021. <laughs> it's 2021. Right. Everybody and their grandma <laughs> has a zoom. <laughs> <laughs> right. And if your grandma doesn't, she will soon. I mean, <laughs> So, so that's been pretty powerful and helpful on the, on the publishing side, I would say that's where, where applications become really helpful and handy. I use a Zapier, Z-A-P-I-E-R to link, link things together that automates stuff and makes my life easier. So let's say I, I publish a podcast and I want that to send out an email to my mailing list or people who are on a Google drive doc or something like that. You can set those automations up in Zapier and Zapier even has like a, a free version so that if you don't have high volume yet, it's, it's a really powerful and simple way to do things. So I wouldn't say that's software necessarily. It's just an app that makes life easier. Or if you want to auto publish a podcast, let's say you publish it to your, your podcasting platform and you want it to, to shoot out a, a blog link as well. You want it to exist on the internet. You can set things like that up through Zapier as well. Oh, wow. Is so it a, that. Go ahead. I find that that sort of thing really helpful is anything you can automate from a podcasting perspective that increases your reach is, is always a good thing. Mm. So, um, and then I actually pay for a podcasting platform called Spreaker. It's, it has different tiers of, of cost and stuff, but it's 19 bucks a month. So I'm willing to pay just a little more than Netflix to have it because what it does is it lets me, upload my podcast and shoot it out to Deezer, Podchaser, SoundCloud, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, all that stuff. It does it all for me. So um, I'm very willing to pay for that because I can't imagine how much time that's saving me. Wow. So um, that's your host, right? That's where your podcast kind of lives? That's exactly right. Yep. Mm. And they take care of the process to get listed in all those directories for you? Exactly. Yeah. All you have to do is click a button. Like you... So you upload your podcast and after you have uh, created a distribution, like you, you click the little distribution link and you say, yeah, I want it to go to Podchaser. Yeah. I want it to go to SoundCloud. Yeah. I want it to go to Google podcasts and, 
and that sort of thing. Once all of that's turned on, then every time you upload a new podcast, it does it all automatically. Mm. And it'll link to your YouTube and it'll link to your Facebook and it'll link to your Twitter if, if you have that sort of thing. Oh, that's great. I was going to ask if there's any other like really cool features that you utilize on that platform. I'm not as familiar with it. So yeah, yeah, I, I appreciate that very much because it's, you know, there are free ones out there. And I, I looked at those, uh, but I was thinking, you know, when when I started this, I was thinking through how I could best spend money without spending too much money, but spend money that would save me time because you never get time back. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I've, I've found Spreaker to be very helpful on on that front. Mm, that's great. No, we use, um, we use Buzzsprout and it's the same kind of thing. Like there's a, there's a free trial. Um, and you can also pay for a certain number of hours per month. And that's where mm-hmm. we launch onto all those directories. And we had to sign up on each individual directory, although they make it like super easy. They take you step by step mm-hmm. through all of them. And most of them are just a one click. Like you said, some take a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was really helpful. And one of the things we recommended is like, if you're just starting a podcast, you may want to start out with the free one and the free one on Buzzsprout, I believe will host your content for like 90 days, 90 days is a long time of doing this. And you may decide your why is not as strong as you once thought. And that, you know, the example we give several times on, on season one was, you know, if you and Shauna get together at, at, you know, Tuesday afternoon to drink rosé and talk about your crazy cats and you're not getting monetized. Like you may decide your why was not as strong as you thought it was. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh, that's interesting. So tell me something that you used to think was very important, but over time you changed your mind about. Uh, That's a great question. I used to think it really mattered to chop out all of my ums and ahs and to, to really clean up my speech. And on one hand, editorially speaking, that that was good when I first started out. I, I'm not a great speaker now, but I was terrible then. Like, let's say I'm a <laughs> seventh grade. Maybe I'm in seventh grade as a speaker now. I was at least preschool when I first started <laughs> podcasting. I thought I was a great public speaker. At least I could hold a room of 30 people captive. And then I listened to myself recorded and was like, Oh my God, (laughs) how did I ever get this far in life? What in the world? So, so anyway, I I thought I needed to chop all that out. But what I found is, is as I developed as a speaker and got, got better at presenting myself and slowing my, my brain down a little bit and making my material more relatable on that front, then those things kind of took care of themselves and it made things sound less choppy to, to be less what, what judgmental or, or hard on myself from a speaking perspective. So I used to think it really mattered how I sounded in that, that respect. And now it's like, no, people listen to my podcast for the authentic version of, of me and they appreciate me and they resonate with me on that front. And, and if they don't, I'm sure there's other great podcasters that they can connect with, but if they're my listeners, then they're resonating with what I have to say. So Mm. then I need to, I need to present myself authentically in that. I love that. 
I love that. No, that's great. I, that highlights the kind of growth mindset of like, yeah, you, you might not have started out very good. And like our beginning episodes, oh my goodness, like listening to 20 seconds of our first episode is like fingernails on a chalkboard. Um, oh, I feel that. <laughs> and I'm sitting next to a few post-it notes that I still have up to this day. One of them says, you earned this to help me get over my like imposter syndrome. And the other one just says, um, to remind me not to say, um, 80,000 times an hour. <laughs> it's ridiculous, dude. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to ask you also, what what metrics of success do you look at? And they could be objective or they could be subjective. What is important to you personally and what shows you that you are a successful podcaster? I used to think it was downloads. So when I first started podcasting, my goal was to grow my downloads. You know, if I had X number of downloads and they were growing every week, then I felt that that, that was successful. As I continued to grow from a business perspective, you know, it wasn't a bad metric to consider or to at least have in mind, you know, to know that I'm reaching 500 people a week or know that I'm reaching a thousand people a week or something like that. But as I got into things and I would get messages like, Hey, Alex, I've been listening to your podcast for six months. I'm ready to make a change in my health and fitness. Thank you for your content. How do we? how do we get started? You know, how do you become my coach? What's the next step? When I started getting messages like that, I realized that it wasn't just about the downloads that, you know, you could have 10,000 people download your podcast and maybe they're listening to it in the background and, and maybe they're, they're, I don't know, downloading it just to download it, (laughs) but it doesn't mean that they're necessarily listening to it. It doesn't mean it's necessarily making an impact on them. And it certainly doesn't mean that if you made an impact on them, they might want to take another step with your business. And so I stopped focusing so much on downloads and started inviting people within my, my shows to join the discussion, to be a part of, of making this platform better, to be a part of, asking good questions and making what we're doing more beneficial and good. And so the the way that I evaluate those metrics now has a lot more to do with how many people are engaging with my business that are coming from the podcast. And, and that's been a, a powerful way to do things. And I'd say the vast majority of people who download the Better Daily app and connect within there and the vast majority of people that I train from a virtual training perspective are coming from the podcast in one way or another. And to me, that's successful. I don't care if 300 people are downloading it a week or 300,000 people are downloading it a week. That's, that's successful in my mind. I love that. That's tracking actual impact on people. And, you know, I, I would rather, I would rather have one download and have it be a meaningful, you know, bit of information for somebody that actually changes their life versus 60,000 downloads and, and no impact on anybody. I, I, that's absolutely right. That. Like it's, it's hard when you're podcasting because, you know, you and I are talking right now and nobody's listening, like in reality, right now we're talking and nobody's listening, but in the future, we have projected this conversation into the future. You know, let's say at least 10 people find it meaningful and beneficial. So imagine that what's actually happening is, is a time delay in reality between you and I talking and a group of 10 people sitting around listening to the conversation, finding it beneficial, right? And if you can if you can put yourself there and understand what that looks like, then, then you can start thinking about things like college lectures you've attended. 
So maybe there's a college professor in the front of the room and, and he lectures on something and, and 200 students are there. They've all paid money to be there, or at least they're in debt to be there, one of the two, but they're there, right? How many people actually come up to the professor afterward and say, hey, thank you so much. That was really impactful. It really moved me forward on my journey as a person. I'm better off because I was here today, that sort of thing. So you imagine a room of 200 people who paid to be there, who probably won't give any feedback to the professor, right? So if if you as a podcaster are having conversations where people are saying, thank you, this is meaningful. This has been good. This helped me overcome something in my life. Uh, thank you for answering that question. Or, oh man, I, I love that. I love the way you said that. I'm going to put that into practice. If you have feedback like that, it's it's like, I don't know. It's like speaking to a whole football stadium. <laughs> like it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna have a conversation that impacts somebody hard enough that they're willing to tell me about it. And that is in in my mind, it's, it's hard as a podcaster to wrap your head around what that looks like, but that's, that's the power of dialogue and the power of, of monologue is to be able to, to meet somebody where they're at in a, in a space in their life where something else might, they could, they could be listening to anything else right now. They could be listening to Ben Shapiro, uh, talk about conservative politics or the other side of the aisle. Um, you could be talking about, blah, blah, blah. They could be listening to Bitcoin right now, but instead they're listening to this conversation. And hopefully they're like, wow, I, this is helping me understand how I might deliver something beneficial to the world. And it's not a big, giant, scary project. It's, it's me recording things and getting better at that process. And it makes people better to do it. So uh, I know I'm, I'm monologuing now after saying I'd be mindful about it. But anyway, it, that, that to me is success. And other stuff, other stuff can, can come in eventually, but that's the, that's the big thing for me. Dude, I love that. That's like my favorite part. Like, are you ever like surprised or like when you see that an episode that you made like three years ago, just got downloaded in like Quebec or something and thinking about like, wow, like I created something that lives on the internet and it can be helpful for people all over the world. And I never know when or where somebody's going to be when they listen to one of our shows, but the interview I did with you, like that's done and created. And now if, if people have questions about fatherhood and, mindful parenting and and fitness, I can say, check out this amazing episode I did with my friend Alex. And it's, it's a thing. It was just us like moving our lips and creating sounds with air. And now it's this like thing that lives on. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And if, and if you're authentic about it, like a, like a good speaker is authentic. Like, you know, you're, you're getting a small window into my soul and I'm doing my best at this moment to set aside anything else I could be thinking about or to set aside any agenda I might have or, or whatever. And, and to just have a real conversation. And what's cool about that is if somebody listens to this and finds it meaningful and beneficial, then it's almost like saying my life journey helped somebody else. And podcasting allows you to do that is, is to take snapshots of your life journey and put it out into the world in a way that, that adds value and adds meaning and, and, you know, sow seeds. That's the, that's the Christian allegory is Mm. to sow seeds. Uh, That's Jesus would say, you sow seeds and God makes them grow. You don't really get to see the fruit of that sort of thing. So keep sowing seeds and stop worrying about whether or not they grow. That, wow. that was, 
I mean, that's paraphrased, but podcasting is, is almost, you know, I'll say it here. I don't, this isn't biblical, but I'll just say it. Jesus would be a podcaster. That's all there is to it. So. Mm. Wow. No, I love that. That goes right along the lines of his message. Like consider the lilies, the, the flowers, Mm -hmm. there's nothing you can do to force that to be a flower. Once you've sown the seed, Mm -hmm. it's not up to you anymore. You are, you know, controlling your behavior and the thing that is not in your control is the outcome. And so I love looking at it from that perspective. And I love the thought of, of Jesus being a podcaster. That's a, that's a good visual. I love that. I'm trying to imagine like what (laughs) headphones he'd use, like what, what podcast mixer he'd be on. On. <laughs> that's legit <laughs> great sound quality his sound quality is amazing <laughs> join us for the last supper via zoom uh, no i'm just kidding I, i'm gonna hilarious. border on sacrilege if i keep it up <laughs> that's hilarious little monty python-esque sacrilege <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we did we did an entire episode about marketing and i told everybody when we did that episode like if there is ever going to be an episode that's a total gong show it's going to be that one i am not strong at marketing and that's something you've already brought up can you give us a few tips and tricks of things that you try to focus on when marketing your shows? Yeah, marketing was was hard for me, partially because I, I hate sales. Like I hate manipulation, not not necessarily sales. I hate being like, hey, look at this podcast. It's the coolest podcast you'll ever listen to. And I've got the secrets of life in just 10 minutes. Just come on in and check them out. Like, because that's not me. That's first of all, it's a lie. Second of all, you know, my my way of doing things oftentimes is is or not now, but when I first started podcasting was like, okay, I've created this podcast. I've got this great graphic. I'm going to send it to Facebook and all of my friends are going to click on it and listen to it. And, you know, 24 hours later, you got like one like, (laughs) (laughs) you're like, well, crap. (laughs) I think I get, I think I get one like and 10 unfollows every time I do it. Yeah. (laughs) And I still do it. (laughs) Something like that. Right. Um, so, so anyway, that, that being said, you know, marketing is is a strange thing in the sense that you're saying, hey, I, I have this thing. I think it would be really helpful for you. And the nice thing about podcasting is it's free. I mean, unless you have like a sus- subscriber base or something like that, it's free most of the time. And so it's like, I, I have this thing. It's free. I think it would be helpful for you. You know, check it out. Uh, that's how it was when I first started. And you know, it wasn't a very effective way to do things, but that's how I did things. Now it's more like I use my podcast as a reference tool. So, you know, in my line of work, I, I brush shoulders with a lot of people on a regular basis. And most of them have questions about health and fitness on some level or things that they're struggling with. And what's really cool is I've likely already done an episode on that thing. Or if not exactly that thing, something very related to it that would be helpful or beneficial. And so, you know, I'm at church with somebody and they're talking about going keto, quote unquote, or something like that. And they're part of my my wife's ministry. And, and, and my wife's like, oh, Alex has a lot to say about keto. And I'm like, oh, yeah, here, give me your phone. I'll download an episode for you real quick. And so I download an episode and hand it back to them. So I've got this cute little fan base as an example of uh, women in their mid sixties who, uh, because apparently that episode about ketogenic diets was extremely helpful to them and, and beneficial. And they, 
the the one found it really great and now she's telling all of her 65 year old friends who's like what's a podcast and and so she'll she's like give me your phone i'll show you how to get like there you go there's alex you listen to that guy so so you know marketing is as in my experience i have found a lot more uh a lot more power in the word of mouth and in focusing on making my podcast easily shareable for those who love the episodes so when when somebody listens to an episode and they're like, man, that was really good. I generally have a call to action by the end of the episode that says, you know, if somebody, if you know somebody in your life who needs to hear what we talked about today, please share it. The link's in the description below and, you know, that sort of thing. And the word of mouth marketing to me has been a much more powerful force than, you know, paying 500 bucks on Facebook to, to spread your single episodes out in the world. Mm. Uh, and, and perhaps other people would have, something different to say about that. But for my niche in, in why I podcast and what I do, that sort of thing has been powerful. Yeah, that sounds great. What a gentle call to action. It's not obnoxious. I get a little annoyed when people ask for ratings and reviews, intro, outro, like all the time. And and I think that's a, a great way to think about it. Just gently suggest that people share it along and, and watch it grow. I also love the idea of taking the phone and downloading the episode yourself. I'd never thought about that and struggled endlessly to try to, like, like my grandparents haven't even heard the episode that I did with them because they don't... <laughs> They, they can't pull up podcasts on their rotary phone. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, I've, I've even done, and maybe this is not kosher, but I'm, I have a really hard time with reviews. Like I'll have people who listen to my podcast, but don't know how to review it. Like they want to review it actively would like to, but you know, finding the five-star thing and doing that, they, they haven't quite found it. So, you know, anytime I'm, I'm at like a family dinner or a get together and somebody mentions my podcast, I'll say something like, have you reviewed it yet? They'll be like, oh no, I'm like, give me your phone. <laughs> so I find the podcast, open it up. I'm like, all right, take take just a minute and and tell me how awesome I am. Thank you very much. Yeah. And you know, I know that sounds obnoxious, but it's it's they're happy to do it. And they're like, oh thank you. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. So and it's such a um, it's such a good point too. Like if if just remember, like, if you want reviews, you better be reviewing other people's stuff as well. Like that works in a cycle. And, you know, if you're sharing love, love will come back to you. Yeah, well said. And I think the other thing I'd say is I thought, you know, social media, I'd have these channels and I'd push my podcast out. People would be interested in it. I've, I found people are way more interested in videos and pictures of what I'm doing with my kids than they are in my podcast. And so, <laughs> so I'll, I'll post that sort of thing, but then the link to my podcast will be in there somewhere, you know, in the mm. bio or, or in my stuff and, and people will find that sort of thing, but it, I get to share more about the, the guy who's making the podcast and why, why I'm passionate about it and, and that sort of stuff rather than like, here's an episode, you should listen to it. It's, it's like, here's, you know, Gabriel and I shooting a bow and arrow, getting ready for deer season. Mm. Also, I have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's really smart. That sounds really thoughtful yeah. and really effective, man. So what advice would you give to somebody who is thinking about starting their own podcast? Do it like get started. Just, I don't, I don't care if you have a crappy microphone, just, just record. I, I learned how to start a podcast by going to YouTube and saying, how to start a podcast and watching three 
five minute videos and following the dude's advice at first, you know, um, I did, I literally did everything he said to do. Cause I didn't know, I had no idea. And so I think it's so cool that you've done this, this podcast because, you know, people can go back to season one, they can listen and, and make it happen. And if they have questions or concerns, I, I mean, you're a smart guy. So there's, there's very, very low likelihood that you don't have your contact information below, but like, I imagine you're willing if they have like some, like what, what was the name of that site again that you said, like ask, ask Casey. And mm. it would be really good to, to reach out and, and to have somebody. And I know, I don't know if I was too prideful or stubborn or just didn't know what I was doing enough, but I didn't have a mentor and it would be really nice to have, to have shortened that learning curve and maybe, you know, like you said, the first episode of your podcast is still out in the world, but the first episode of mine's still out in the world too. And anytime I recommend my podcast, I'm like, don't start on one, you know, <laughs> like start, start on like number 100. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but maybe, maybe you could start, you start your podcast, but it doesn't have to be episode one. It could be like your episode 10 without having to, without having to deal with that. 10 episode learning curve either way mm. start and you will get better and better and better and like casey said if if you explore that your why will either grow or you'll go yeah podcasting's not for me that's yeah. fine yeah and and now you'll know yeah totally i mean you told us on episode 135 of boundless body radio that when you were starting your business you're building a plane as you're flying it <laughs> mm-hmm. absolutely <laughs> great way well to think said. of it Great way to think of it. Man, Alex, you've been such an amazing guest, an amazing first guest on the show. So many tidbits of information. Where do you want people to go to find your shows and connect with you? You can find my current work at betterdaily.live. That's probably the easiest hub to connect with me through. Betterdaily.live that has the the app that's connected to my podcasts kind of wrapped up in there. But also anywhere you listen to podcasts, my my podcasts are Defining Dad Bod which despite the name is not just for dads. Like I said, I've got my, got my ladies over 65 who really appreciate that too. So (laughs) then the, the better daily podcast that just launched, that's a daily, as the name would suggest a daily podcast. That's between eight and 12 minutes long to help you on your betterment journey. Then there's the carry your cross Bible study podcast. You can find that anywhere you listen to podcasts as well. And then the one that I never talk about because it's an old project, but if you care, care to listen in and you're a new trainer in the space, I do have a trainer EDU podcast with 20 episodes on how not to suck at selling things like a car salesman um, so that you can, you can sell your, your health and fitness business well uh, in with high integrity. So those are the podcasts. Those are great places to, to find my work. That's great. Dude, we will link to all that in the show notes. Alex, it is always a pleasure to talk to you. I've learned from you so much in the past and just to hear your process of podcasting is really helpful as well. And to get any time with you is always a pleasure. So thank you so much for appearing today. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Casey. I appreciate you. Thank you for listening to the How to Make a Podcast podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave us a rating and review on Apple. Also, be sure to check out the show that made all of this possible, Boundless Body Radio, where we provide tons of helpful and informative content, feature incredible guests, and talk all about health and wellness. Cheers, and thank you for joining us on the How to Make a Podcast podcast.